Today on the Dynasty Rewind, we discuss tough dynasty decisions before the season starts. All that and more, starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the professor, Christian. Nate, what's up, man? Hey, Mike. I'm doing uh, pretty well. I'm hoping to hang in here. Um, internet's been giving me some issues. Not sure what's going on, but here right now. So we'll, let's enjoy it. All right. You IT gurus out there, if anyone can lend Nate helping hand, DM him at Nate NFL. <laughs> and also joining me, we got my other not other but he's my second not second up for you know what he's here he's chev chev and Dooney. what is good my man i'm doing good finally we get some football this week some really good upcoming games in college so but let's get moving before nate gets to turn into <laughs> rewind nate i'm gonna say this it's tuesday the 29th roster cutdowns are happening right now and i gotta be honest with you guys this is not a plug i'm just letting you know i'm finding out more about roster cutdowns from our patreon chat on discord yeah. then i am from anywhere else patreon.com yep. forward slash dynasty rewind the breaking news tab has been um really entertaining really fun Crazy. i love too. it i i i usually put those channels on uh mute the ones that i'm not relevant to at the time but that one i've kept on i love it and shout out to caleb caleb's always seems to be the guy in there giving us the the stuff right off the rip so uh, Caleb, thank you, my man. You know, it's mm -hmm. tough being in there all the time. You got to make those dynasty decisions just like he does. So let's get into it. We're basically giving you guys some scenarios and telling you our thoughts about it. You know, season's coming before you know it. I should probably look at some of my rosters and make sure I'm good. But I've been making content for you guys because I love making content. So we're going to talk about these guys and these very specific scenarios. Let's get into it. So here's the scenario. Is Kyle Pitts still worth having, or is it worth looking elsewhere? For the record, whenever I get a roster review and it's not a great team and I see they have Kyle Pitts, he's usually one of the players that I tell people to move off of first because mm -hmm. he's not going to help a rebuilding team right now. Really, value get from is better. So let's talk about some trades for reference that we've seen go down. Let's talk about it. Kyle Pitts for Jordan Addison, Marvin Mims, and a mid-24 second. Kyle Pitts for Amon Ross St. Brown. Kyle Pitts for Dalen Wall Darren Waller, forgive me, in a mid-24 first. And some players who have a similar value. Value. Oh, talk much, Mike. Mm -hmm. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Mark Andrews, Josh Jacobs, and Tua Tagovailoa. Hey, let's start with you. Is Kyle Pitts still worth having? Yes, I think so. I still like Kyle Pitts. I still consider him a great talent. He's only going into his third year. And most of the time, it takes three years for tight ends to break out. I know Kyle Pitts is, you know, phenomenal across the board as an athlete, production through college. He's had pretty decent production. If you look at it for his first two years, he just hasn't reached that upper tier that a lot of people expected him to reach so quickly. But he's a tight end, came into the league very young. This is his third year. The offense has not been kind to him. I think he's going to continue to get better and grow and become a more consistent dynasty asset. You look at Travis Kelsey right now, he's in his – early 30s approaching his mid 30s and still productive we've seen tight ends play uh very much into the mid 30s kyle pitts has 10 more years until his mid 30s i'm not worried about what kyle pitts is going to give me in the future but i might be a little bit worried right now um overall i'm keeping him as a dynasty asset in most places um 
I, if I have the option to move over to Mark Andrews, though, and a lateral move, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to put a third on top of Kyle Pitts to do that. Ooh, no problem. I'd probably put a second on top of Kyle Pitts just because I don't think he's going to give me the same production that Mark Andrews can this year at the tight end position. You guys know, at the tight end position, you want one of those top three guys. Mark Andrews, Kelsey, you know, those are the two guys I know are going to be in that top three. Mm-hmm. I don't think Pitts is going to be there this year. For reference, Kyle Pitts in his rookie year, 1,026 yards, only one touchdown. Falcons were not a great offense. Travis Kelsey's rookie year. Goose egg, nothing. One game, no targets, no receptions. But in his first full year as a starter, well, first full year as a starter was 2015. In 2014, he started 11 games. So we'll give you his first full year as a starter. Mm -hmm. 72 catches for 875 yards and five touchdowns. So if that's the comp we're making, I agree with Nate. I think he's worth hanging on to. That being said, if he's the only thing you have on a really bad team and you could get great value, Mm -hmm. I'm okay with moving him. But don't move him just because that's all you have to move. Mm -hmm. you got to make sure you get proper value for these guys, of course. So I agree, but with that caveat of, is it worth it for him, you to hang on to him? Chev, what are your thoughts on Coppets? Yeah, I just honestly think his value is so high from the get-go that your expectations are just not getting there quite yet. He's not hitting those expectations, and we're kind of upset. We saw a great year in his first year, 1,000 yards as a rookie tight end. That is not seen very often. It's probably it's actually unheard of. So I think you know he has a chance to bounce back. He battled injuries. He only scored one touchdown that first year. You know, some of these trades I don't mind, though. You know, Jordan Addison, Marvin Mids in a mid-second, not terrible. Straight up for Amon Ross St. Brown. I think St. Brown has great value, especially at the wide receiver position. You know, I would probably wouldn't do the Darren Waller in mid-first. I think Kyle Pitts still holds more value to that, but yeah. I still believe in Kyle Pitts. He's, he ha- he's only 22 years old. He's been in the league two years, and he's still only 22 years old. He has a lot of plays left to make. He's got a high ceiling, so – I'm still convinced he is going to be a good player in the NFL. Yep. I, I do agree. I'm not a big fan of the Darren Waller trade. If I'm if we're involving a tight end in that trade, I would prefer it be somebody younger, like a Dallas Goddard or a Pat Fryermuth. Um, I know Darren Waller is primed to have a good season this year, but I would like to just get yeah. younger there, some more long-term stability. So yep. I think you guys all know how I feel about this one. I'll go last. I'm going to let him <laughs> go first. Number two, Jamison Williams. Are we buying, selling, are we holding? Let's look at some recent trades that went down for JMO. Jamison Williams for Alexander Madison and a second. And these are some one-for-one trades that Jamison Williams, one-for-one players that he was exchanged for. Calvin Ridley, Brandon Ayuk, a 25 first. George Pickens, Zach Charbonnet, Damian Pierce, James Cook, and Pat Frymuth. And for reference, some similarly valued players, Christian Kirk, Shab White, Dalton Kincaid, and Miles Sanders. Chev, what are you doing here? Yeah, I think you – I mean, I feel like you could do about everything at this point. You're holding because you want to see the player. You saw what he did in college. I mean, you're selling because you're not seeing what he has given, and you're maybe buying because you know what you have or what you could possibly get. To me, I think you're either holding or selling at this point. I mean, those players, Calvin Ridley, Brandon Ayuk, 25 first. George Pickens, Zach Charbonnet. I mean, those are all guys that have produced, I mean, except Charbonnet at this point. But we know what kind of players those guys are. And I think, 
I mean, I would be tempted to sell him for Calvin Ridley, especially if I'm competing Brandon Ayuk. Mm. I, I just have not seen anything from Jameson Williams except a letdown at this point. And, you know, <laughs> you might want to get some value while you can. Or if you hold, not a big deal. I love Jameson Williams. I love the film, but I totally get selling him right now. Well, he did have one catch for 41 yards. <laughs> yeah, it's good well, average. And one he did have one down. rush for 40 yards, too. So, Playmaker. Our player. There you go. So he is a baller, but Nate, what are you doing with Jameson Williams? Yeah, I'm right there with Chev here. Um, I'm either holding on to him in a couple leagues or selling him. And I actually have been actively selling him. I've actually been also actively holding him in a couple leagues. I want to keep a couple shares of Jameson Williams because I have absolutely loved his film coming out of college. If he wasn't injured, he might have been, you know, he was right up there with my you know, top two wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So I love Jamison Williams, always have, but he can't get on the field. And once you get to the NFL, college matters a lot less. And if you can't get on the field, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of league. And if he can't make it happen this year, he's going to get left behind. We've seen this happen many, many times. Teams move on after two or three years. They're not Even if you're a first-round pick, you don't always get the first five years to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So unless you're a quarterback and you've shown some flashes. So I don't know about Jamison Williams. They have another wide receiver there. You guys might have heard of Amon Ross St. Brown. He's pretty good. So even if Jamison Williams comes on and looks decent, he's still got a lot of competition. I'm looking to move off of him. I would move off of him for uh, most of these players. Um, maybe not James Cook. Sorry. Sorry, James. But um, like Calvin Ridley, Brandon Ayuk, certainly on a competitive team. Um, Pat Frymuth, if I needed a tight end. I actually made a straight-up swap. Jamison Williams for Pat Frymuth in one of my leagues. You guys know I've been talking about selling Jamison Williams, and what you're saying, Nate, is absolutely true. We've seen the Giants give up on Kadarius Tony after one season. And, you know, sometimes players just need to change the scenery. Like, sometimes we need to change the scenery in our career or whatever. Yeah. I completely agree. I'd rather have Amon Ross St. Brown. Honestly, the Lions wide receiver depth chart doesn't look that great. I can be honest with you. Like Jameson Williams on suspended list. You got Josh Reynolds, Marvin Jones, Amina St. Brown, Khalif Raymond. Yeah, there you go. He's chilling. But, you know, just looking at it, yeah. I'm not really high on Alexander Madison, but I guess I'd make that trade if that's the push I feel I need to compete and you're getting a second on top of it. I'll trade him for pretty much any of these guys straight up, again, except for James Cook. The 25 first, I would prefer if it was a 24 first. Or if I have to wait two years for that first, I'd like a little something extra on top of it, even if it's a 24 third, just something to, you know, get it going for right now. But I'm definitely ready to move on from Jamison Williams. Can't hold on to any shares because I got rid of them all. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So um, as for right now, we are going to take a break and hear from our sponsors. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, so welcome back, everybody, and let's get into our last scenario before we have a brief discussion. We're going to do a buy, sell, hold. So rank these guys, buy, sell, hold. Zach Charbonnet, 
Tank Bigsby. Kendra Miller. Sorry, I just see the name Struggling Miller. Struggling over there, Mike. <laughs> I, I Struggling. Miller is such a common name where I live that like I, I'd like. And Devon A. Chain speaking into an existence. So listen, there's a clear top two when it comes to running backs in this class. Jameer Gibbs, Bijan Robinson. What are we doing with the next four guys? I'm sorry, it's buy, sell, hold, avoid. Forget mm. me. So <laughs> Nate, why don't we start with you? Yes. Well, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to buy Tank Bigsby. Actually, I'm holding Tank Bigsby because I already bought him. I'm holding him. (laughs) I'm holding Tank Bigsby. That's what I'm doing because I already bought him. I don't need to buy him anymore. He's my second most rostered player in all my leagues. I already have Tank Bigsby, so I'm holding him. I'm excited about what he's done. Holding on to his value. I'm not selling him with the hype. I'm Mm -hmm. holding on to it because I think there's going to be production this year. He's going to have a role with Travis Etienne. Uh, Doug Peterson already has said that it's going to grow throughout the season. So I think by the time that it really matters and you need that running back depth, Tank Bigsby is going to be there for you. He's going to be, you know, your savior when you need it. Week 15, he's going to put up 22 points in the Jaguars offense and get you through the playoffs. Um, I'm going to go out there and buy Kendra Miller, who I think is a little bit depreciated in value. Um, from that knee strain where he, we thought he was going to miss like a couple months, and then he was back that weekend uh, diving for catches and scoring touchdowns. And I don't know how we what, what happened there. We, we thought he was like dead or something, and he just came right back <laughs> to life and scored touchdowns. So I'm going to go after KJ Miller. I don't think Jamal Williams is a long-term thing there. Uh, Alvin Kamara, his time is ticking down as well. Um, I like the value of all three of those guys right now, but I'll take Kendra long-term, so I'll take mm-hmm. him in the buy situation. I'm going to be selling Zach Charbonnet. Um, I do like Zach Charbonnet, but he has the most value out of all of these guys currently, and his volume is going to be limited by Kenneth Walker and that offense who's also invested in wide receivers. So I'm going to be mm-hmm. selling Zach Charbonnet. Um, if I can get like a late first for him, down for that. Willing to make that deal, no problem at all. I'm going to be avoiding Devon A. Chain, who – I hate to avoid him, but I have to in this situation just because um, I'm the least fan of him out of all four of these guys. Um, mm-hmm. He did make it through D- Dalvin Cook and Jonathan Taylor. He survived both of those guys possibly coming into his team. So everything has gone right for him this offseason, including the dream landing spot of the Miami Dolphins. So I guess I have to avoid Devon A. Chain. But um, if I can get him for a D, like undervalue right now, I'll pick him up. Good luck avoiding Savannah Ahmed. For a lot longer, though, Devon A. Chain, third on the depth chart in Miami after Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr., our good friend Savannah Ahmed, sneaking up, which, by the way, we were all fans on of his when he declared. But, yeah. uh, Nate, I got to say, you must have been looking at – not you. You weren't a fan. I was a nope. fan. Chev, were you a fan? I don't remember. I don't know if I was, like, a huge fan. I don't really remember, to be honest. That would feel like years ago. <laughs> It was, so I don't oh, remember half of these guys. It was, it was years ago, for sure. <laughs> I, was, I was a huge fan, a stan, if you will. But, Nate, you must have been looking at my cheat sheet because I got buy, sell, hold, avoid Miller as a buy, sell for Charbonnet, hold for Tank, and avoid for Devon A. Chain. So, um, yeah, I just feel like for all the reasons you said. So I'm not just going to beat it to death here. Hushev, what are your <laughs> thoughts here on your buy, sell, hold, avoid? I love adding the avoid to this yes. too by the way because i th- i feel like that's an underlooked term like yeah. i'm just avoiding this guy chef what are your thoughts here yeah i'll go the same except i'll move tank as my cell and i'll move shards as my hold i i just liked miller and zach charbonnet more watching film than i did tank 
I mean, Tank's gotten a lot of buzz this offseason. In the preseason, he's played really well. Maybe it's the time to get some good value off of him because I feel like he got taken a little bit later than some of these guys. And, I mean, yeah, a chain, he got past the Dalvin Cook and Jonathan Taylor, but they obviously want to get another running back in there to take the hold of that running back room. Like, they don't want him to be the guy, which I just don't feel like I need to hold on him or do anything with him at this point. I just want to avoid him. All right. I love it. So before we head out, um, we just got a little discussion topic we want to touch on here. So as injuries start to pile up, as we get into the season, what are the best ways to handle injuries and players coming off of said injuries? Do we immediately look to buy or sell? Is everyone in immediate hold or avoid? How do we make those decisions and how do we fix our injury problem if we're not trading the injured assets? So Nate, this is kind of a multi-layered a multi-faceted question if you will would you like to take the first crack at it i would love to um because there's a lot of strategy that comes around with injured players and whether you should buy or sell um a lot of it comes down to when uh oftentimes it is more about when than who because a player might get injured and a lot of them will insulate value uh very quickly because everyone when the injury first happens you know how good that guy is like Mm -hmm. When Javante Williams got hurt, everyone was like, oh, man, Javante Williams got hurt. But we still love Javante Williams. He was out here killing it. So if you want to buy him right off the injury, there might be that, like, 24-hour period where people are panic selling because they're, like, we're hearing worst-case scenario. But once mm-hmm. the diagnostic comes out, um, you know, it's so recent that he's been on the field that he still has insulated value. Um, but if you go and you wait six weeks and everyone's kind of forgot about Jeff Vonte and they're talking about the newest injured player and the newest players that are doing well. Um, that is the time to go after some of those injured players because they're off of people's mind. They're not mm-hmm. uh, recent. And at that point, they're just a dead asset to them if they're looking towards the current season. So about five, six weeks when everyone's kind of forgotten, that's when you want to go after those injured players. It's almost like a post hype sleeper. Um, you know, when everyone's gotten excited about them and then you go pick them up when everyone's starting to get low on them right mm-hmm. before they, they, jump right back up so that's one way i like to go about injured players especially ones that have been injured for the entire season um if there's players that are injured for just a couple games um you know that's really just down to i look at that like redraft at that point you know if i lose a player for a couple games do i need to bring somebody in hopefully not hopefully All right, so Nate is saying hopefully he has enough depth to get him through. Um, And usually he does. Nate's teams are pretty good. But, Mm -hmm. Chev, what are your thoughts on this here? What do you do with your injured players? Yeah, I think it's just not overreacting to what's going on. We've seen sports medicine grow so much over the last few years. Like, we're seeing Javante Williams and Brees Hall come back quicker than ever. You know, Kyler Murray just had – an ACL not too long ago as well. And he's already kind of progressing through. Obviously he needs a few more minutes, a few more months to get ready for the season. But I think the Cardinals are playing that smart. I think it's sometimes you just got to relax, take everything in. Don't rush sell. I mean, the injury could be better than what is expected. I mean, look at Kendra Miller. We all thought he was dead. He was going to be donezo. And then next week he's back out on the field. So my thing that I try to do is just kind of take the situation in, don't freak out. If anything, you could put him on the IR if you don't want to sell him, and then he's just there for the rest of the year, and you still get to pick somebody up. So that's kind of just my thing. If, if I'm not trading, I'm just I'm just relaxing on the situation, assessing it, 
And, you know, moving forward from there, I mean, if somebody sends me a trade offer that I like, I think you jump on it because, I mean, we know it does take them some time to come back, but we do know some of these players are some stud muffins and they just get back on the field pretty quickly and can go right back at it. That's why you have IR spots for when guys get hurt. That's what they're there for. And stop being that guy when a guy is retired and you're like, add an extra retired spot. No, stop. They're not coming back. It's done. It's over. Don't feed me the Gronk BS. I'm not the guy still holding Andrew Luck in a fantasy league. Stop it. Um, But you obviously have to take an honest assessment of your team. See where you're at. See where you're at in the season. Do you have enough depth to get you through like Nate typically does? Or are you shallow? And does this injury really hurt you? And if you get a good offer, you have to at least think about it. And, you know, I I think part of the problem, too, is people are like, my league is inactive. Well, yeah, if people don't check Sleeper or MFL or whatever you're using, Flea Flicker, Yahoo, I don't know. Respond to a trade offer. Have a conversation. It's really not that hard. You know, and as far as buying injured players, I look to see where I'm at. Typically, if I'm buying an injured player, I'm a rebuilding guy. Because I'm not, you're not going to buy an injured player if you're a contending team. You're going to spend your assets somewhere else. So I think it's it's really, really um, important to honestly assess your team and where you're at in the season. Nate, you kind of lagged out on us for a second there. Did you have anything else to add before we head out? I think you guys covered it all. Good job. Appreciate that. All right. So before we head on out of here tonight, let's hear from our newest response, or I guess you could call them Manscaped. Today, we're here with a sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. No, we're not talking about a baby. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like babies, your delicate little guys have sensitive skin, and they deserve products that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's platinum package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com and use our promo code DYNASTYREWIND for 20% off plus free shipping. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with Elite Products. Inside this Platinum Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, Ultra Premium Deodorant, Crop Reserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, Anti-Chafing Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag to hold your goods while traveling. Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose, Ear, and Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof, so you can shave with less mess. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower experience with the ultra-premium body wash and ultra-premium 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. But don't forget to apply their aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant for that cologne-quality scent on the go. The Platinum Package 4.0 covers all bases from head to toe and hair to ball fro. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code DynastyRewide at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the promo code DynastyRewind. Use the Platinum Package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. 
All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.